We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard our house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Last Call Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Thompson, and alongside me, I have my co-host, Nick Warner. What's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast indeed on this Friday and we are getting drunk per usual. Uh, came out a little flat last week, Nick. I, uh, I was a little bit, uh, I don't know, just not really not really in a great mood, but I, I, the show must go on. So I'm coming out with a lot more energy tonight. Hopefully that's coming through. But Wait, was this was this just you yourself or was this the podcast in general? No, I think it was just me. I don't know. I, I re-listened to it, and I felt like I just didn't have a lot of energy, so I'm going to maybe be a little bit over the top today, but hopefully I'm going to have a little bit more energy. We're going to get you excited on this Friday. So if you haven't joined us, Nick and I host this podcast, and while we host this podcast, we drink six beers in 60 minutes, and there is a catch. Each beer that we drink does have to be above 5% alcohol by volume. So Nick, as always, what are you drinking tonight? And as always, it's going to be the the go-to, the Budweiser. Still waiting on that sponsorship. Thinking about showing up uh, to St. Louis and uh, going in front of the building and holding up a sign at this point saying, sponsor me. So that would be great if they could, uh, any day now, I'm waiting on it. Checks in the mail, hopefully. I think it got lost in the mail, probably. You know, the the, uh, USPS has been struggling ever since COVID started, so maybe... I don't know. I'm sure it's there. Maybe it's just running a little bit late, but can't go wrong with a Budweiser. I, on the other hand, I'm I'm a little ambitious tonight. I have the uh, 21st Amendment Brewery. I have the Blood Orange IPA. Ooh, I think I've had that. It's seven percent, seven percent alcohol by volume. So uh, I'm going to do three of these, and I'm going to cut it with three twisted teas to finish it off. So something that's smooth. That's a smart idea. Yeah, so, uh, well, with that, Nick, cheers. Cheers. Can I just say one more thing before we move on, though? I think 21st Amendment Brewing Company or whatever is probably one of my favorite names for a, a brewery. That is a really good name. If you don't know, the 21st Amendment was the uh, amendment that revoked prohibition. So, uh, right on point with the name. And they do make some good beers, too. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out. That's a That's a solid name. So, Nick, uh, after our show last week, I finished off by telling some stories from my childhood that I thought were maybe odd. I don't know if people related to them or not, but it got me thinking, what from our childhood, right? So you're 27, I'm 26. What from our childhood do you think kids today, like if we told them about it, they would look at us sideways. Like they don't, they wouldn't know the the feelings and the experiences that we had when we were kids. Mm. You know, one that comes to mind right now is uh, having to rewind a VHS. Yep, that was on my is that, list. Is that along the lines of what you're thinking? Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was thinking. That was one of mine. Uh, and what kind of sparked this was not only my stories, but then I saw a video of this mom giving her kid a CD player and the kid looked at her like, what the hell is this thing? Right. And he didn't know what it was. And it was a portable CD player. Right. Hmm. I mean, cars today still have CD players, I believe for the most part, but apparently this kid probably, I don't know. He looked maybe 14, 15 years old, had never seen a portable CD player. So like he's fucking with the volume. He's trying like puts the CD in and he's like, well, here's the volume. And he's trying to turn it up and no sounds coming out. And the mom had to explain to him like you have to use headphones in this Hmm. thing. It doesn't just play sound like your phone does. And then like his expression when he puts the headphones in and music comes out is just like, oh, my God, this thing actually works. And he's just sitting there holding on to it with dear life. And she's like, no, you can actually get up and like walk around with it. Like you don't have to sit there but, and hold but it. But you had to, you did have to be careful, though. If you did walk around and you just happened to, you know, tilt it in the right way, it would scratch your CD or it would skip. 
Like that's that was a the worst thing. Yeah, you're not going jogging with a portable CD player. That thing's skipping all over the place. Although there wasn't right? a company. What was it? Walkman. Um, yeah, they were like the first MP3, weren't they? Yeah, something like that. And uh, ironically, Walkman. I don't know. Maybe that's what their name comes from. Is that you could actually walk with it and not have issues with the sound coming out poorly. Maybe that's, I don't know. Can we get that's a, a great check? thought? Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to try to fact check it, I mean, I I'm just taking it at face value, saying yeah, that's a good one. Um, so that was that kind of led me to think of what other experiences you're oh, you're being. Can I just can I just say if you uh, rented from Blockbuster, that there's another throwback right there, Blockbuster. Blockbuster Video. There if is you rented VHSs from Blockbuster, and you didn't rewind it before you returned it. You're an asshole. Yes. Yeah, no. Did you did you get a fee for that? Was that a was that a finable offense? I, I don't think so. I mean, who knows? That would be a really easy thing to check because you could obviously see that the roll of films on one side versus another, but it also takes like one minute to rewind a VHS. So yeah, so Blockbuster something uh, that kids probably don't know about. There is still one left in the entire country, and it's privately owned, and I think it's in Alaska. Do you think they're keeping it alive just to do it? Yeah, no, it's like it's a huge nostalgia thing, right? And like it's it's again, it's privately owned at this point, but yeah, it's uh there's only one left in the entire country. Um one of the other ones that I had was uh texting. Like what, if you like were T nine or Yeah, yeah, like the the classic I really had to work to get to that S, right? Because it was oh, yeah. four clicks or um, you know, it, oh, here's another one. Just teachers taking your cell phones in class. If you were caught with your cell phone in class and your teacher would just come and take your cell phone and wouldn't give it back to you for the rest of the day. Right. What are you, are you saying that kids? That doesn't happen to today. About? Like they don't take the cell phone away? No. See, I never had to worry about that in the first place because I didn't have a cell phone until like high school or something like that. I went to my middle school. I went to a, a different middle school. So I went to one across town that was actually with inside of a high school. And so because I was going all the way across town, my parents got me a cell phone in case anything were to happen. But yeah, I didn't have a cell phone until mm, seventh grade, maybe sixth, seventh grade, something like that. Hmm. But then texts were like 10 cents per text. Oh my God. You had minutes, right? Like there was no unlimited plans at that time. Everything was uh, minutes, uh, 10 cents a text. Uh, it's just completely different than than what today is, right? So anyways, I, I just got to thinking of other things that, uh, you know, we had as kids or experienced as kids that kids today probably wouldn't. Another story. When we went to Vegas, right? We told that story with uh, Cameron when we went out, out to Vegas. And we yep. asked that lifeguard. You're talking about him walking all the way to Shake Shack or a different one? Yeah, well, just the oh, fact that we no, were no, in no. Vegas. Okay, no, I know where you're going with this. Yep. Yeah, so we were at the pool, and you had brought a disposable camera to the pool, right? And yep. we, we asked one of the lifeguards if she would take a picture of us as a group with your disposable camera. And she goes, oh, my God, I've seen these in movies. I didn't know they were real. <laughs> And the like, weird thing, though, is that, like, she really did not look that much younger than us, to be honest. No, she looked like she was in her 20s. Right. So it's like, how do, how did you not see this when you're growing up? Like, digital cameras, I think, really started to come about when I was in, like, fifth grade or fourth grade. I remember seeing one at that point. And think of it as the craziest thing that you didn't have film and you could take a picture and then instantly see it right there. And it's developed right right you could delete it later you can get rid of it clear space off your your uh memory drive but so that's about when i remember so like surely she was around that age you would think so but it almost sounded like she had never seen one of these contraptions in her entire life and And we had to explain it (laughs) well she's like how how do i take a picture and we're like you click it like just click and it clicks and she goes did it take (laughs) yes yes it does she goes do you guys want another one? And we're like, yeah, sure. And then she's like, how do I take another one? And you have to actually scroll it. And so I think she went to click it. She's like, it didn't do anything. Like it didn't make a noise. (laughs) You got to wind it. Well, how do I turn the flash on? You flick that little button up and the little red light comes on. So the one that caught me the most off guard that I've seen 
Do you know how kids today, like if I were to tell you, like hand, with using a hand gesture to call me, how would you do that? You, you would you would hold up your, your pinky finger and your thumb and you would put it up to your ear and mouth. Right. Right. Kids today just take their hand in a straight line, just everything pointed straight and just put their palm to the side of their head. That's not actually real. That's a real thing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Kids like, will just like, this because just all makes they, so much sense. Yeah, but we had like flip phones. They, we had like corded phones, right? That that did that. They've only had iPhones. But so I mean, the, okay, but who who holds their phone <laughs> like that though? Like palms well, it. Yeah, I could see it being like you're holding almost a, a glass or something. You know what I mean? Kind of like you're holding sure. your phone. But no, sure. it's just their palm to like the side of their head. That's like a hey, have call you, me. Have you personally seen anybody do this? Yes. Really. Yes. And were they uh, a person that you would say would be on TikTok? Yes. That regularly posts, of the age group that regularly posts to TikTok? Yes. that wow. That is how they do it. So I did an experiment, and I actually asked my parents how they would signal it, and they did the, the thumb and pinky. Right. I asked my grandma. How, <laughs> and she, <laughs> she, she held up the cone to her ear. <laughs> And then no. started like doing the rotary dial. <laughs> I was like, "No, Grandma." <laughs> I was really open. You were, you were gonna say that she did like the whole palm technique, like the kids do now. Oh, I that I don't know <laughs> if that be would have like, been better or worse. She'd but be like, she what like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" Like she literally held up thing. like the she held up the cone to her ear and started like doing like a rotary dial. And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so, amazing, man!" That I I that's had a pretty good laugh about that one. So that's another thing. Like we're obviously the the age group where we never used like a rotary phone but like i know how to use one if i needed to but that's another thing i've seen people um at least adults uh have their kids try to dial a number or like and make a phone call using a, a rotary phone and it is hilarious to watch they're like trying to push the buttons like really hard and they're like it doesn't push well, yeah you you push and then you pull but it was oh, it was great. There's a really funny video out there on that. Yeah, I don't. Need, are there pay phones anymore? I think you can still find pay phones, but I mean, nobody carries change with them. I mean, I guess no. unless you're a homeless so, man. Okay, so I've been. Uh, what was what's the TV show that I've been? I've been watching The Americans. Have you ever seen that TV TV show? It's on Amazon I've heard Prime. Of, I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. So, like in that TV show, they make a lot of. Uh, calls because it's pretty much like anonymous right at that point and yeah. everybody's using these pay phones well now nobody can do that anymore nobody no. can make it an anonymous call like no they can't it's which is I mean, really you can weird always to track think it back but i i mean i guess i do know i was driving down the street one day with my roommate and i did see some guy using a payphone on the side of the street so there might be at least one left in the united states but man i remember like as a kid going into restaurants and stuff and there was always a payphone for whatever reason like right next to the hostess stand like they would have their little really? entrance and they're like i remember seeing payphones everywhere as a kid like whenever you went out to eat i don't know maybe it was a midwest thing like in missouri i, I have no idea but okay i just i, I just googled this cuz i was really curious so um another topic that we're going to get into but i just googled payphone indianapolis and there's a payphoneproject.com that you can look up and you can find payphones in your area who needs a payphone that bad? I and like, know. Some and also, play. how are you looking it up, right? So, like, am I getting on my phone to Google where that's, a payphone That's what is? I was just thinking is, like, you have to have a phone to be able to find the payphone. So why would you be using the payphone in the first place? You have but, to really need to make an anonymous phone call if you're Googling on your iPhone how to find a payphone. Ooh, Steak and Shakes have a... Uh, there's a steak and shake with a payphone, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they're open 24 hours. Thank God for steak well, and shake. Well, they're also old school and kind of, they're, they're, they're very different. I once saw a guy, uh, you know, it, uh, steak and shake's like a very Midwest thing. Very, I don't know, Midwest yeah, I, restaurant. I th it's kind of yeah. expanded, right, a little bit. But yeah, um, it's a weird 
kind of strange, like old school restaurant. You got to get the guy up at the front, like making the meat patties and everything. I once saw a guy was sitting there eating food, at, basically at the front counter. And the guy's in front of you, like grilling up the burgers and everything. And then <laughs> on his ear, it's just a half, uh, half burnt uh, cigarette. If that doesn't scream old school diner, I don't know what is. I'm just like, this is the most steak and shake thing I've ever seen in my life. He Man. like literally smoked half of it. And then they were like, hey, buddy, we need you to get back on the grill. And then blew it out and then came back in, threw it behind his ear and started grilling again. I recently went to a steak and shake and um, I guess it was around Valentine's Day that they were running a red velvet shake. Oh, and yeah. Yep. So I went recently and they still had the sign up for the red velvet shake. So I was like, oh, they still got it. So I go up and I order through the drive through. Hey, can I get one of those red velvet shakes? And the girl was like, oh, I'm so sorry. That was just a limited time thing. We don't have them anymore. And I'm like, but I see the advertisement. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, we're just too lazy and it's too cold to go out and change the sign. Oh, my just, God. Yeah, just straight but, up. And I was like, okay, I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, I live in Michigan. It gets cold. But, it, like, I, I kind of like the honesty, but I'm also like, bro, come on. Do you know how long it had been since that wasn't a thing? I mean, what, we're in March? So, yeah, I mean, we're into March. So oh, almost, a, almost a full month. Okay, somebody can walk outside. <laughs> and take down the... You the, Michiganders or whatever. What, is it Michigander? Michiganites. I don't know. Michiganites? Whatever. No, you guys, I think it's Michiganders. You guys endure some, some cold winters up there. I'm sure walking 10 feet wouldn't be that bad. Well, you'd it's think so, It's not like so, it's Texas, you know? No. Texas has a little bit of ice, and then they just fail altogether as a state. They, they truly do. And it's funny, like when you're so, I mean, I've moved around the Midwest. I've lived in Missouri, Indiana, Ohio, and Michigan, right? So I've lived in four different Midwestern states. Midwest all of them get, life. yeah, all of them get approximately the same kind of weather. Uh, some get more ice than they get snow. Like I get more snow up in Michigan, but um, it's funny when you see like Texas, they get like a half an inch of snow and everybody loses their minds and they freak out. Like they they can't drive, they can't do anything. But hey, Texas is back, baby. Hook them. Texas is open officially. Like COVID, COVID, COVID open, open, hundred percent capacity. They don't have a mask mandate unless the like company wants to do it. But Texas, I think what they said was, and, and I'm going to steal the joke that you told me earlier that they uh, they fucked up so bad during the ice storm that they needed to make up for it somehow. So they said, what can we do? Fuck it. COVID's over. Let's go. Texas is back. It's a very proud state. You know, they want to be, they want to be their own entity and they want to prove it. And they had a little, some few issues when that ice storm came in, but you know what they said, we're proving it. We're coming back, baby. Every single year, Texas does try to secede from the United States, and it's it's just a running joke at this point. But do they actually though? Is there actually? Surely, there's actually like something out there where somebody's trying to push for Texas to be its own state, or yeah, own uh, country. Sorry. Yeah, every single year, there's there's a group of people that try to push for Texas to secede from the United States and be their own country. I mean, it never gets enough signatures to actually mean anything, but they sure as hell try. Well, I mean, now that uh, people are moving from California to Texas, maybe that'll get pushed even more because I know California wants to be its own country as well. God, man, I California is a beautiful state and awesome. I personally hate California and I would never want to live there, but they're going to go to Texas and they're, I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening. awakening. Like they're going to go to Texas thinking it's California and they're going to realize pretty damn quick it's not California. It's a lot of, a lot of sand and a lot of nothing here. It's not all beauty and rolling hills and grapevines. It's not the same. Where's the ocean? <laughs> uh, you got to go a little bit further south. <laughs> but Texas is open. Um, I kind of want to take a visit. I kind of want to go see how normal it is. And, you know, people can criticize and say it was too soon or whatever. And I don't really care to talk about that. But 
I mean, I'm do just you think for... it's too soon? What do you think? Personally? Yeah, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, do I think it's too soon? No. But I also am not in a position of power, and they have more data than I do, and they can make their own decision, right? So personally, if they want to open back up, let them open back up. Like, it, it's just funny to me how people have their opinions based on other people's opinions. You know what I mean? So it's like somebody says, oh, Texas is opening up too soon because my state isn't open yet. Well, Texas is a different scenario than whatever state you live in, right? So sure. they think that they can open up 100% capacity, obviously. So they did, right? You would like to think that they're not making these decisions haphazardly and there's some reason for it. Right, so right. I'm sure might, there's so, some studies out there or or something, but I do think they had the advantage of being a southern state where it's like warmer weather and everything, which typically helps with cold and flu season and whatnot. So, well, people are outdoors, they're outside doing stuff and and whatnot. So, it's also yeah, a I mean, huge whoa. state, so everybody can spread out wherever they want to go. Oh, it is a massive state. So that's one of the things that like foreign countries make fun of the United States that we don't speak multiple languages. And it's like, okay, let's say I'm in the middle of Germany and I drive three hours in any direction. I'm in a completely different country that speaks a completely different language, right? It would make sense to learn that other language. So for example, if Indiana spoke a different language than Michigan, it might be worth my time learning whatever language Indiana speaks. Sure. Right. If you if I drop you in the dead center of Texas and you drive three hours in any direction, hell, if you're in Houston, you're almost in the exact same city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so it's just the United States is just so much bigger than Europe. Like people just don't understand that concept. Like foreign people, right? You know what I mean? Have you ever seen the uh it's a meme where it's got like people don't realize how big Texas is and they take a bunch of like either countries or other states and put it with inside of Texas. But inside of Texas, they also put like another mini Texas. (laughs) 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 I realize like explaining memes over voice is not the best, but I'm doing, I'm doing my best here. Well, no, but it's, it seems like a very Texas thing to do. And there's something else that I've been seeing trending on the internet. Um, which I, I don't know that this came from Texas, but I wouldn't be surprised either that somebody has decided to start a, uh, a super straight sexual orientation. Okay. So this is like, obviously you've got all the different sexual orientations, right? So there's straight, but then this is super straight, super straight. And is there a definition for this? So it's what people have to understand like people that actually get mad at this need to understand that it's a it's a joke and they are complete trolls about it. Okay, so this is kind of a joke. It's a joke, but it's it's using logic that certain people use in their arguments, right? So like for example, Warner, would you ever date a trans woman? Like would you ever marry date a trans woman. Uh, that is not my preference. Uh, but yeah. Well, why not? That's transphobic. Oh, okay. you see, you see how that works. You, I got but, pushed into a corner. Yeah. Right. But, but you would never go tell a gay person, Hey, gay guy, why don't you like women? Well, it's cause you're a misogynist and you hate women, right? That's, they don't do that to people who identify as gay or lesbian or whatever. So this this video comes out on TikTok saying, I am starting the super straight sexual orientation because I only like women who were biologically born as women. Okay. And you can't call me transphobic because that's my sexual orientation. Right? Gotcha. So you can't use that thing that is used against me. Exactly. Because what I, just, I am this sexual orientation. Right. Exactly what I okay. just did to you. This this person said, you can't use that against me. I identify super straight. That is so my sexual orientation. It's fighting, it's fighting fire with fire, essentially. Right. So it's a logical kind of fallacy, if you will. And so I think it's hilarious because they are trolling the shit out of everybody. 
and everybody's so mad about it. They're like, how can you say that? That's so transphobic. That's so this. And like, it's just using the same logic that other people would use. But I mean, they like created a flag. They want to have super straight September. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But have you seen like the, uh, obviously they have like gay pride parades, right? Yeah. Have you seen like straight pride? Do you think they'll be, I assume they'll be showing up for those parades and everything. So, I mean, they, they might, I don't know. I don't think that again, I think people are taking it way too seriously, right? It's like showing flawed arguments in my opinion. And it, it's, it's truly so it's, a, tr- it's an internet. It's, troll. A, oh, it's a troll Jesus. job. <clears throat> you, you okay there? <laughs> my, uh, my drink went down the wrong pipe. <clears throat> getting a little struggling. choked up about the super straight <laughs> no i'm just i'm just so upset that budweiser still won't sponsor me <clears throat> see i also just uh got paid like five dollars to throw them in there they said you give us another like 30 seconds with inside of the uh the the one hour podcast we'll give you an extra 10 bucks so <clears throat> this one's for you budweiser but <clears throat> <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you a break. Clear your throat. Do your thing. So, yes. This, do your thing. I think I think people are taking this a little bit too seriously. I think it's hilarious that, like, the internet trolls are winning, right? Because that's all they're doing. But, again, no anymore, there is no such thing as comedy almost. It's like either, yeah, I agree with that or no, I don't. But there's no, like, hey, find the humor. And that's what we're all about, right? But it that's is kind of using, like, humor to prove a point in a way. Yeah. I think it's funny. I mean, it's not funny for everybody, but I I don't know. It's like if you live your entire life not finding the humor in these types of things, like I don't want to live the way you live. I like finding the humor. And like one of the, I was talking to one of my buddies the other day and I said, if God doesn't have a sense of humor, I'm going to hell. I mean, because yeah, fair. <laughs> like my sense of humor, if God can't find the funny the way that I find the funny, straight to hell. It's like, hey, man, you remember all that beer you drank? Yeah, we don't do that up here. <laughs> oh, straight God. to hell for you. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. Come on in. <laughs> great God joke. That would be a great God joke. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> Grab yourself a beer. Hell yeah, brother. Preferably a uh, Budweiser. It's God's beer, beer of choice. <laughs> God, you were pushing this way too Thank hard. Thank you, Budweiser, so. for the extra five bucks. So, um, yeah, that's I. I'm surprised you hadn't heard about that. That's just becoming kind of an internet. Dude, meme I, I struggle point. with keep, keeping up. There's just like so much news out there. I mean, like in general, but I mean that's just the way things are when you know there's so many different social media platforms and everything. Whereas before, you know, you had the. Uh, TV at night or even before that you just had the radio and there were only so many sources of of news but now there's so much out there I just can't keep up with it well you're lucky you have uh you have me to kind of find this stuff and pick through it for you thank you Um, I've been living under a rock but since we're on the topic of sex I did see another headline oh cool so we do cover the sex religion and politics like we said we wouldn't do in episode one we only cover the comedy pieces of it. And again, we're, 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 we're non-political here. We're non, you know, discriminatory, but we're, we're going to make jokes. Pro humor. We're pro humor. So, uh, I saw an article that the, so the new space jam, space jam two is starring LeBron James. And I saw this article about space jam saying that the space jam director reworks Lola bunny for reboot. From sexualized to strong. So, so she's that, more muscular? I don't know what it means. I didn't read the article because I just wanted to discuss the title of this article, right? So, first of all, is Lola Bunny hot? I don't like this question whatsoever. The answer is yes. She is a bad bitch with a furry tail and she is amazing. So you're into furries. Okay. I, I see how I see how that came off. Um, no, <laughs> I'm not. And I don't want to get into to more of more of those 
weird kinks that we got into in episode one. But, like, come on. Lola what Bunny. Was the, what was that one guy that uh, used to eat the, or wanted to eat his girlfriend's ribs, whatever, with some... Army Hammer. Go go Army listen Hammer. to episode one if you want to <laughs> if you want to listen to that stuff. So, the director of Space Jam. I guess there was a complaint that Lola Bunny in in the first original Space Jam, again from our childhood, was too sexualized. And I thought Lola Bunny had it all. She was a sex symbol, and she could dunk a basketball. So she was just killing it on all fronts. So I don't understand what the making her strong thing is. I, from the pictures that I've seen or like the clips, it almost looks like all they did was remove her crop top and give her a full length Jersey. I mean, so I'm looking at a picture right now and I agree with that. There's no crop top. There's just a full length Jersey, but then there's also compression shorts. And, and that makes her strong. I don't know. I've been lifting. Maybe, uh, she's got some hidden muscles, uh, I I do find it interesting those like oh man uh like when you we also have the movement of like the free the nipple and being body positive and whatever and that's like being okay with exposing more of your body right only so, when it's convenient I I mean so I just think it's funny it's like. We have like kind of two ends of the spectrum. It's like, where, where, what direction are we going here? Well, it's almost like you have to choose. Do you want to be sexual or do you want to be strong? You know what I mean? It's like, I thought Lola Bunny had all of it in, in the first one. And again, I thought she was a bad bunny, but apparently the woke crowd doesn't like that. I just found something really funny. Um, as I was searching through these images, I found a, uh, smoke rolling tray I, I i don't indulge in the weeds but i know what it is and on it it's got lola bunny with some smoke red eyes like bloodshot and the quote on there is look like barbie smoke like marley nice so in in that aspect she is a a strong woman yeah yeah i can see that so I, again, so I, I just, random. I, well, I just don't understand, you know, I, again, if you want to change a little bunny, I mean, she's matured at this point, right? I mean, that was how many years ago? When was, when was Space Jam released? 93? Uh, Space Jam 1. It's a good question. Also, do you think that they will bring back a character like Bill Murray? No. <sighs> No, I was it, really hoping they would. They're not going to bring back any of those guys. I mean, no, why would I they? mean, like have a have another like similar character to him. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I mean, because again, I'm not a LeBron James fan at all, so I can't imagine that LeBron James is going to have anybody else who is funny or entertaining in that movie other than him. But it's just like it's a tribute, also. So, like, let's have it as a tribute. I don't know if they care about that, but... Anyway, but uh, release date was March 11th, 1997. I'm just going to say, like, this is, a, this is a very hot take here, and I'm very... Uh, how do you want to say this? I feel like my opinion is very skewed as a 90s kid, but I think the 90s era of m- movies is very untouchable. Like movies as a whole, or like cartoon movies, or what? Um, a combination of them. So, like, if you think of all of like the Disney movies that Disney movies that came out, honestly, like some of the best that we've ever had. Like, it's very hard to beat any Pixar. Um, even I don't want to say like I'm trying to think of some actual like real movies that came out, but. Anyway, like specifically so, so Disney with movies. Disney, Disney's or Disney movies are great, especially from the 1990s. Like 1995, I think that specific year had a ton of really good movies come out. Yeah, I like the Dis- the old school Disney movies. I mean, there are some new, good new school Disney movies. Do you like as the well. old school or do you like the old old school? Like, what was the 
first Disney movie that came out. Like Snow White. Pocana, Snow White, yeah, like 1940s. That was, do you not remember Think or Drink? Yeah, that's what I was, I, I got that right during that. No, no, you yes, did I not. Did. Yes, I did. I think I got it. I need to review the tapes. I don't think you no, did, whatever. but yes, it was like Snow White in like 1937 or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I like the old school Disney movies. There are good new school. I'm not a fan of all of them. Um, I don't know why. I really liked Moana. I haven't seen it. Don't care. Okay. Well, fuck you. I like the movie. Stick you don't have with to just... my 1990s movies. Everybody else can fuck off. Yeah. Well, you can pack that up with your VHS tapes that you probably still have when you uh, when I do. you're moving. I do. I still got, uh, we still have, actually, I was helping my parents clean like uh, probably a couple months ago or something like that. You remember the movie Indian in the Cupboard? Which is probably no, a, I don't. a movie That's that not would PC not anymore. Be, yep, correct. That's what I was going to say. But anyway, the that VHS. sounds like a horrible movie. Hold on, without I don't I've never seen this, but without <laughs> you've never seen Indian in the Cupboard. I've never seen that movie, but without having seen it, it sounds almost like a a torture film. No, like it's, it's fucking great. It's so good. It's, I mean. What's he doing in there? Why is he in the cupboard? It's been been so long since I've seen it, but I remember it being like one of my favorite movies. But I don't know. But anyway, it came in like one of those, like the typical VHS tapes, like the boxes, like the plastic thing. Mm -hmm. But then it also had like this little key that you used to stick into the VHS, like the, the case and then turn it to unlock it. And the key has to do with the movie with unlocking the cupboard and everything. So... One of the best, so, like, time VHS out. No, tapes. no, 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 no. You can't just gloss what? over that. So there's a key that comes with this case, which is supposed yeah, to symbolize unlocking key. the cupboard, and, and the Indian is in the cupboard, so they lock the Indian in the cupboard. It's like the, the cupboard's like a toy box, if I remember right, or something like that. It's the equivalent it doesn't of that. matter. It, according to the title, there's... the Indian is locked inside. Okay, but but in in the my aspect of it, it's just a VHS tape. Okay, no, it's you're not you're not understanding the the joke. I'm, I'm... I, you're not making good jokes. That's not <laughs> okay. a good joke. Fine, That's not it's a not good a good joke. joke. I thought it was a good joke. It's not a good joke. I'm sorry. You should be. <laughs> oh, I am. So, I think you did. You do you have those VHSs in your apartment, or did you pack those all up when you uh, when you decided to move? Uh, I did not. I my they're all at my parents' house. They're all safely kept away. They're gonna become collectors' items, but you know, I packed everything else up though. But uh, long so story for those, short, here. Oh, for those oh, who don't do you want to tell I'll, it? Do you want to tell it? Or no, I just want to. You I want just me wanna... to tell it? Were you okay, there? Gonna... Were you there? Were you there? No, you didn't help. I, you didn't ask. Anyways, just to go back, I, I think we mentioned in one of the other episodes that you were going to move recently. So, how did the move go? Horribly. Horribly. Horribly? How? Horribly. I don't know where anything is. It's all been lost. It's all gone. I, I have no idea. Well, that's just no, a I'm part just of moving, bud. No, I know. It, it. So, long story short, I moved from one city in the Indiana to another city in the Indiana and, um, yeah, no, it went well. Uh, I hate moving. I've learned that, uh, over my years in college and I learned to throw stuff away. I'm getting really good at that right now. Dude, Throwing I, things I away. learned, yeah. So when I was little, I was a huge hoarder, like terrible. I would, I'd pick up little things that I would find. And I'd save it and I'd be like, oh, I'll use this later for something, blah, blah, blah. I'm growing. Dude, now I'm trying to be like a fucking minimalist. I really want to be a minimalist. So I have moved since college. I moved from college once to Ohio. Then I moved from Ohio to Michigan. So that's two. And then I moved two more times in Michigan. I moved four times uh, since college. And that was five years ago, almost. Don't remind me. 
So I've, I'm averaging moving once a year. It's it gets easier, but it still is never fun. No, no. Like, honestly, you realize how little shit you actually need to function. Like at this point, I pretty much need like a bed and my computer and that's it. I keep so I have a giant box full of documents, like papers and stuff. Yeah. Under my desk. Those are like the essentials. Well, I don't think they are. I never look at them. I'm keeping them in case one day I might need them. Are they like receipts or documents or banknotes or what Um, are they? See, you don't even know right now. The look on your face. Some of the stuff is like notes from work or whatnot, which I've never looked at. You know what I mean? Like it's notes from work that I'd never look at and probably don't need. There's, I'm sure, a ton of junk in there, right? But that's the stuff that I keep around for whatever reason. But I have just a giant box of them. But they are in the box. So if I ever move again, like I can just pick it up and like throw it in the truck. But yeah, I it's funny. Right before I moved to my new place, I threw out so much stuff. And I've just collected it all back up again. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I had a funny thought. Um, we had obviously Cameron on the podcast what two 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 podcasts ago now one podcast this is episode seven and lucky number seven lucky number seven and cameron was on episode five yeah so i (laughs) i feel like he would be a really good person at not hoarding stuff and like just chucking stuff because he does this fun thing where you know everybody builds up this big group of like friends on facebook like mm-hmm. a big number of them, big quantity. And like sometimes you end up with people that you just don't even fucking know and you want to get rid of them. Cameron has a habit of every time he gets the notification that it's, hey, it's so-and-so's birthday today. Wish him a happy birthday. He goes through and reevaluates whether he wants to be that person's friend anymore or not. And <laughs> either decides... Do they make it or do they not? And so he will literally unfriend somebody on their on their birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. We're no longer friends. <laughs> so I think I think he is the per- perfect person to go through somebody's stuff and be like, yeah, you don't fucking need this anymore. Yeah, no, he would be. But you, so you just moved yourself, but you also recently moved a friend, right? You helped a oh, friend yeah. move. Well, so friends, least- help, friends help friends. So we do that. Well, so at least you didn't have to like pack up that house, right? You didn't have to pack up all their stuff. You just kind of like had to throw stuff in the truck, right? More or less. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how that, like, how was it helping him move versus moving yourself? Okay. So I'll I'll preface this with, I'm a single male. Uh, I was living in an apartment where I can only have so much stuff versus a, um, friend who is a married or soon to be married with two children. So a little bit different situation, but oh my God, so much more stuff. And that makes me really not want to have kids or ever get married or do anything. I just want to be a single male the rest of my life. So much stuff. You. So but, yeah, the first house that I moved in up here in Michigan, um, my roommate, without me moving in wouldn't have had enough stuff to fill his house because he bought a house and then I rented a room out of that house and he was like I'm so happy you moved in the house looks like so much more full now that all your stuff is in here because otherwise I wouldn't have had enough stuff to fill this entire house right right no it's 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 weird because when you're a single male like it like we were talking about you only need so many things you need a fucking bed you need like your computer Maybe a couch and a TV to watch. Like, that's it. But then, like, that's the nature of it when you start having kids and when you have a family and everything. Like, you gather so much more stuff. But, honestly, a lot of it, like, your essentials become a lot greater. But it, it was it was really funny. We were moving. <laughs> we were moving, um, I think, their beds up to up to their room. When we first got there, and Cameron, who we had on our podcast, was we 
we were carrying the bed up there. And so we got up to the room and it was me, Cameron, uh, the, our friend, the female, um, and her father were all in that room. And they had a very awkwardly shaped room. Like it's awkwardly long. It's, it, it's a huge room, but it's awkwardly long. And we were joking around and we're like, well, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to make a workout room like or something like that? Or well, hold on. what are you so guys going to do with what, that area? So what do you mean it's long? Like just the whole room is long or like there was an offshoot or like, what are you, what are you talking about? So it's like there, there was a whole section that was just like, it looked like it was added on. Like, so, so it was like an offshoot of the main bedroom. More or less. Yeah. So like when you walked in their bathroom and everything was like to the right and like the beds right in front of you. And, but once you get past the area where the second nightstand would be like to the left of it, it's just this like giant shootout, like of a room. It's huge. I mean, it, you could put another two beds there. It's like a very weird. Damn. It's just, yo, know, but that's the way it is. And we, Cameron was, was, I'm already laughing. That's horrible. Uh, Cameron made a joke and, and let's keep in mind that this is the girl that we're moving in there. This is her house and her dad is in there. And then it's me and Cameron. Cameron says, well, you can put the swing over there. Kind of referencing a uh, sex swing. <laughs> in, forgetting, in front of, forgetting in front of that, the wife's dad. Correct. Forgetting uh, that the father figure is in the room. And <laughs> her dad goes, hey, 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 daughter, daughter. daughter that's my daughter. <laughs> I don't know if Cameron realized it or I don't know. It was it was really funny. <laughs> but needless That's... to say, I did not move one of those into the into the my new residence. I don't have that need. <laughs> you don't have the need. <laughs> no, I just don't have the space. You don't have the need or you don't have the money for a sex swing. I don't have the space. It's not about that. It's just the space. Yeah, but anyway, it's like <laughs> so it gets even better <laughs> because at one point I and I heard this from I think I think Cameron. Um <laughs> so the the our other friend, the husband, his father is riding around with us and says, Man, I <laughs> I only have like a seven by seven to work with. I would kill for that much <laughs> that much room. <laughs> What, wait, hold on. Like, what What do you mean? What do you mean I would kill for that much room? I mean... I only... Wh- or, or I guess the better question is, what does he mean by I only have a 7x7 seven seven to work with? <laughs> I mean, maybe he's got a basement. Maybe he's got a separate room. Maybe... Oh, man. A lot of toys, a lot of swings, a lot of, a lot of activities going on. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. So this, very this particular friend... I like this friend. He's a good guy. He's a little odd sometimes, but uh, I, I've never met the dad. I don't know. Is 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 our friend? Oh, they're they are mirror images of each other. Are they really? Are they, yes. Are they really? Are are they really? So they really. <laughs> so one of our other friends that we went to college with. It is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen, and you know who I'm going to say when I tell you. He is exactly like his mom. Jared? <laughs> no, Garrett. Oh. No. Garrett. You, you you know which friend I'm talking about. We're not going to name him by name, but one of our friends. I want I I was I was going to say Jared B for his mom. No, 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 no. Ah, damn it. Uh Chriser. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Correct. Uh <laughs> Our friend, uh, I've already kind of said his name, Chriser, is um, it's so funny, man. He's he's one of our be- like Warner and I's best friends, but he is identical to his mom. And like I met him, and then 
I met his mom and I was like, holy shit. I understand why you are the way you are. And again, his mom is a lovely woman. I love his mom. But as soon as I met his mom, I knew exactly where he got his personality from. See, so I had the same fucking experience. I went and stayed at their uh, their house in Missouri and uh, actually Illinois. And I instantly saw it when me and uh, our friend Christer's father were sitting on the couch. And Christer, and we watched Christer and his mom argue back and forth. <laughs> and it was the most awkward thing where it was just like, Sitting there, looking at his dad on the couch, like going back and forth, like, "Is this is this happening?" Uh, and we just let them argue it out and <laughs> do their own thing. You I'm know gonna what? sit here and drink my beer, and that's what happened. But anyway, you know what time it is? What time is it? That's right. It is The Last Call on The Last Call Podcast. Chug your beers. This is the final 10 minutes oh, of the shit, show. We're doing that now? Um, Chug the beer? Right at the 50? I mean, I finished my fifth one right there. So um, Honestly, it might not be a bad idea or something to throw in there. I mean, if you're playing at home. Something new. Shake it up a little bit. If you're playing at home, do it. Why not? But this is the last call on the last call podcast. This is the final 10 minutes of our show where every week we do a little bit different segment. Nick, this week's segment is called Go Fund Yourself. Ooh, it sounds a lot like Go Fuck Yourself. It does. It's a play on words. Keep up. So this segment, what Nick and I did is to go find the most ridiculous, 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 the craziest GoFundMes or Kickstarters that we could find and that we just don't understand, frankly, that have raised an absurd amount of money. So Nick and I are going to share those with you. We're going to have maybe a little bit of discussion on it. But Nick, are you ready to play Go Fund Yourself? I was born, born and raised for Kickstarter slash GoFundMe. Oh, I bet you were. So do you want to start or you want me to start? I'll, I'll let you have it. All right. This is your segment. You have it. So. I'm going to start off with something that I'm sure probably some people have heard about. There was a Kickstarter quite a while back, maybe around 2014, maybe a little bit earlier. It was for potato salad. Oh, did I take yours? Oh, I saw that reaction. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm so nervous because I'm going to have like, the same amount. All mine are going to be gone. You're going to take all of them. I don't think I am. But this potato salad Kickstarter raised over $10,000. Wait. Okay. We have a different one. Really? Oh. Multi- okay. Because the potato salad one that I had, what was the initial amount that he was requesting? Oh, I think it was like a $10 or something like that. Okay. I have $10 here as well. But... It says that he raised over $55,000 with oh, over 7,000 backers. Wow. Man, so who I don't know knew? Which, where you're getting your sources from, but. TechCrunch. So, uh, so, who knew potato salad was so lucrative? Nick, do you want to go since I stole yours? Okay. So, this one was a, a book. For the the famous book Moby Dick, do you have this one? No. What? Like okay. somebody started a Kickstarter for a book that's already been written. Correct. But here's the here's the catch: languages. You know, you can write a book in different languages. But this person wanted the book to be written in emojis. God, that was be like awful. Like. I already don't like reading much, and now you're going to throw emojis in there. I'm not going to know what's going on. Correct. So this person raised, I, I don't have the exact number, but a shit ton of money to be able to get the book Moby Dick written in specifically all emojis. 
because they wanted to learn about the quote-unquote new language. And so you can actually go out and buy the hard copy book for, I believe, $40 or, sorry, the paper copy for $40 or the hard cover for $200. Oh, some people, man. All right. I've got a little, one that's a little bit more relevant. On Kickstarter. I'm sorry, is Moby Dick not irrelevant for you? It is not relevant. It is irrelevant. So I did say irrelevant. Didn't I? You did. <laughs> <laughs> so on Kickstarter, a 2020 shit show commemorative coin. Got commemorative. That was hard to say. Commemorative coin. Uh, on the coin, there's an elephant balancing on a ball, and it says, we came, we saw, we survived. Guess how much it's raised? Uh, $2,500. $29,952 with 560 backers. Okay, but all this is... What it, what it, what is it again? It's a commemorative coin. It's just something that's like you all, would display in a case. Yeah, that's it. It's it's a okay, tw- it's a well, 2020 shit show commemorative coin. You know what? I'm gonna shout myself out here. Um, I found an ornament online and I 3D printed it, and it says uh, "Our First Pandemic," and on it it has a roll of toilet paper and a mask, and uh, I will sell them to you for like. I don't know, five dollars, five dollars. It's good ornament for uh, your tree next year. I'll use your ornament as toilet paper. Go. That's gonna be rough. Uh, that's your choice, but uh, I would not advise you to do that. Um. Anyway, here is a Kickstarter for under. It's quote unquote under the sea, and this is to put a life size SpongeBob SquarePants house at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> so far there are no backers um <laughs> the the goal is a thousand dollars so i have I, I have some questions about this one if anybody's seen the spongebob squarepants movie with like david hasselhoff in it and whatever you see spongebob is very small whatever so a life size size of a uh, SpongeBob's house wouldn't that be just like a normal pineapple? It's like, yeah, yeah, probably. So somebody just, would. Do you think somebody would pay a thousand dollars total just to throw a pineapple in the sea? <laughs> well, a pineapple would float. You have to like tie a rock to it. But yeah, I mean, I could do that for free, right? Or see, but the, how much does a pineapple uh, cost? Four dollars, maybe. Four dollars. Yeah, uh, let's say even four dollars. But then this guy says, uh, "I want to put a life-size version of SpongeBob's pineapple at the bottom of the sea." You may enter with proper scuba gear. I don't think that's happening. So I, I also have to have scuba gear. Scale. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know what he's doing. This is not a good. It's not. It's not going to happen. Well, I can tell you. I. So, I found another one. Somebody created a new bath towel. On Kickstarter. Okay. Want to guess how much it's raised? What's what's the deal with the bath uh, the uh, bath towel? It it's essentially a sham wow bath towel. Okay, but there has to be something with it, like there's an MP3 player built in, or nope, bath towel, new revolutionary luxury bath towel. A thousand dollars, two hundred eighty-seven thousand six hundred thirty-six dollars. That's okay. how much it's raised. This is the way we're transmitting or moving drug money around. That's 2,962 backers. Wait, how many? 2,962 backers. And they've raised almost $290,000. I'm going to stick with what I said before, and this is how we're moving drug money around. This is the new front. This is ridiculous. All right, what you got? All right, this one is kind of uh, relatable to our podcast, which is why I also like it. Um, The title of it is Not Necessarily News. Okay, can you guess what it is? 
It's, uh, no, I have no idea. Okay. So this is a uh, request for a total of $15,500. And what they're going to do is the drunk news. So this will be a uh, weekly, bi-weekly news show. The stories covered will be legitimate. However, the anchors and reporters will be drunk. Get your... Something near and dear to my heart. Get your own concept. God bless it. Like, it, man, some people are just so unoriginal, it's ridiculous. All right, I got one more. You got one more or are you done? I'm done. You're done? All right, I got one more. So, this one is for pants that have a zipper down the butt crack for when you have to go to the bathroom outside discreetly. Or when you have a real fucking emergency. Yeah, I feel like it'd be uncomfortable to sit on that zipper, but guess how much it's raised? Uh, $3,000. $241,673. Just think what you could do with all that money. Dude, that's absolutely ridiculous. But it has 2,002 backers. That's insane, man. That That's literally... That's over $100. Like, people are paying $100 per donation on average to that. I don't know why you want a, a pair of pants with a zipper down your butt crack. But you know what? Some people, maybe they like it. So, this is the end of the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. But I do have a big announcement. Nick, guess what it is? Uh, we're getting sponsored. <laughs> no i wish we're gonna have a guest next week we will have our second guest of the last call podcast next week so tune in to find out who it is and if they're any good i don't know i i think i heard some good reviews about cameron right i mean cameron was fine i think you know what it's up for the guests to decide they gotta have their moment they gotta have their moment and we'll find out if our guest next week is any good so thank you for hanging out with us on this friday and have a great fucking Friday.